do you want to tell the audience of what <laughs> what I made a mistake on? <laughs> well, okay. well uh, this is what Daniel thinks is um, wine. What is it? How do we know it's not wine? Uh, what have we learned? I've learned today that if there's nutri um, labels, nutrition labels on the back of alcohol, wait, even tequila and dark, like liquor and stuff. Yeah, pretty is much that the same? None of it has nutritional. Why does that one have it then? This one? Yeah. Because it's 14 grams of sugar per serving. Did I just okay? So that was my mistake then. Fuck. Damn. Oh well, is it good though? It's delicious. Okay, good. It's great. Cheers. Hey. Oh, cheers, by the way. This is your first podcast ever, right? It is. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you got to swallow into the mic, like piss off the audience. <laughs> Doing that? Why would I want to piss them off? <laughs> you know when uh, you know when people eat like stuff like with their mouth open, like bananas too? Oh. Like, banana oh, you don't mm. like that? Oh, I piss that off my family all the time. I love it. <sighs> I would have done that now if I could have, if I had a banana. Don't do it. <laughs> Anyways, Mrs. Evans. Um, I thought you were going to go on a thing about ASMR. What is that? Like, like oh, I don't know what it is. ASMR? I forgot what it stands for. It's something about audio, sensory. And there's like the videos of people like unwrapping stuff or like cooking. Oh, like, you actually told me about that one time. Alex loves it. Really? Yeah. Sometimes he falls asleep to it. And I don't know how. It drives me absolutely cuckoo. Does it like gross Par you out? Um, <laughs> If it's eating ASMR, 100%. But there's like. Watching it? No. I mean. I don't I just I think hearing it would be kind of like I mean I I get it but I have like a noise thing like any noises that shouldn't be like ticking or like clocks ticking or we have like a vent in my apartment that drips or drives me absolutely insane. I don't like I think clocks that tick is stupid like who invented that and why is it still around honestly I don't know my mom bought me like a silent clock that doesn't like it just constantly moves and you know the alarms boom it's like why yeah. very old school when Alex and I first started dating. His apartment had a clock uh -huh. that I had to take down and take the batteries out when I slept there because I couldn't sleep. Really? Yeah. What about now? Is, is it gone? Oh, it, yeah. Do you guys use your alarm clocks for your phone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I actually wanted to uh, talk about the first time I ever, ever uh, saw you. Not met you, saw you. So um, I always... I'm always good at like say uh, I would say analyzing people uh, because fighting taught me that fighting taught me how to like dissect an individual, um, and I don't really see a lot of people walk with confidence, if that makes sense. So I actually, when I first saw you, uh, I was like, "Oh, that's the boss." That's literally <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, so what I wanted to ask, where did that come from? That confidence come from? Oh, jeez. Um. I don't know if I would necessarily agree that I would walk with a whole lot of confidence. Um, I don't know. I've maybe faked it till I made it for a really long time. Um, and I think in that situation, especially at work, I think I try to hold myself in a way that maybe appears in an authoritative role. I think also at that time when you started, I technically was the manager of the space because we didn't have a head of the Grove. Mm. So it was probably a lot of like faking it yeah. and trying to well I, well I had your significant other on my podcast shout out to Captain America you know what I mean boy Alex, <laughs> <That> boy Alex. <laughs> um, he when I had him on here he was saying that like you're such a beast and I knew that because he he started obviously he's a 
workaholic when it comes to like training and so so on and so forth. And he said the same thing about you. So did you have an athletic background when you were younger? Oh, yeah. I mean, I played soccer for 15 years up until I went to college. I did gymnastics. I did karate. Jeez. I did rugby my last two years of high school. Rugby? It was a lot of fun. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so it was super competitive. So yeah. that's probably a lot of it, too. Um, even that kind of translated into work and being very competitive and wanting to succeed faster, succeed more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's maybe where that walk, I guess, yeah. <laughs> came from. But um, Alex is also much too kind. And I think <laughs> <laughs> I think brags in places that maybe he doesn't need to but is um, it, is about it, me. Not is it an important to brag about your partner? Oh, of course. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, mean Shit. I think, and especially in a situation like that, I mean, we're always going to think the absolute best of each other, even mm. when we're at our worst. Yeah. We see the absolute worst and the absolute best of each other. So if he can come on here and still say very nice things about <laughs> me, then I guess that's a good thing. How long have you guys been uh, together and associated with each other? Um, I mean, we, same time, I guess, um, about nine years. It was nine years in February. Damn. Yeah, we met in college my sophomore year, his junior year, and we had like a class together and kind of like fawned over each other the entire <laughs> semester <laughs> without actually ever talking to each other. Yes. Um, and we went to winter break and I messaged him on Facebook. Oh, you shot your shot. Yeah. Shout oh, out to you, so- <laughs> you beast. <laughs> It was so awkward. So I remember, I think, I mean, now obviously nine years later, we like know the story and he liked me and I liked him and um, it came to like finals day and I was one of the first in the class to finish my final and I had two friends also. So mm-hmm. I was like waiting in the hallway for them and hoping that Alex would finish before they did so I could make some stupid comment to him. Um, but like one by one, my first friend came out and then my second friend came out and then his friend came out and I was like oh well that's done like if his friend like and then he started waiting for him yeah so I'd also got to the point that when my friends came and they wanted to leave I sat on the floor so that they couldn't leave because I wanted to talk to Alex it was so awkward (laughs) um anyway so it kind of got to the point where like following each other he was with a friend and I was with my friend still to the parking lot and like Mm opportunity never arose to talk to him yeah so when i got home that day i just messaged him on facebook <laughs> so a lot of people actually don't like women don't they don't like to shoot their shot why is that um i mean you did a, it very young i would I was say 19 yeah when we first started brave <laughs> i mean was it though we had been in class the entire semester <laughs> each other um i don't know i mean i would say a lot of men are totally comfortable with shooting their shot a lot of the time too. I, think I love how you pointed at me as if like I'm, I'm you're scared a man, to shoot my you. shot. I know, but you were like men. <laughs> Shit. But I mean, uh, it's it's awkward, and I don't really think I'm one to speak on like dating in this generation because I haven't. I mean, I've been with Alex since I was 19, but I think it's awkward, and I think especially with like the digital age and dating apps and everything, it's even harder and weirder Mm. to do it in person yeah i can never i have never uh i've tried it for like two weeks and i was like oh i can't do this it was like literally you know how like people are like stuck on their like phones all the time it felt like that and it was like right after like my relationship and i was like oh my god 
I can't do this. This is ridiculous. And it's so, I don't know, like the whole swiping thing or like, I like, I'm very old school. Yeah. I just like bumping into somebody and be like, oh, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite in that voice, but. <laughs> I know I totally changed my voice, but so I, uh, what I had a question on, like, I love to have like, I love to pick the brains of like couples um, because something when I was, I mean, when I was younger, I don't want to say this as an excuse like, oh, young and dumb. I definitely wasn't mature to be in a relationship. And I definitely got comfortable and I got complacent and lazy, I would with say. With being single? With being in a relationship. relationship. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? You've been with somebody for a long period of time and it's just yeah. like stagnant. It's the same. It's just like, oh, okay. Kind of like whatever. How you, I mean, just like you and Alex, you guys have been together for nine plus years. How do you guys keep that spark? Um... I think a lot I think we have a lot of similarities and a lot of differences and it kind of works for us I think we have similar passions so when it comes to like the things that we want to do on a day-to-day -day, we have similar mindsets and like fitness and working out and um even I mean now he likes country music but, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. um so stuff like that it works but that's also not to say that we haven't had difficulties I mean we've it's it's been a long time and it's not always been easy and we've almost broken up multiple times yeah um so and i say this to him and i say it to other people also but being in a relationship and especially being in a relationship long term it's a decision that you're making every single day that you yeah. want to be with them and if you don't that's okay but that's when you probably start getting like lazy and complacent mm. if you're not super passionate about that relationship and it's also come like when those times it was really difficult it was because we were getting lazy or we were getting angry at each other for no reason or whatever it's it comes in those like milestones mm -hmm. where there has to be something that switches so what i mean and like i said earlier we've been together since i was 19 and that's from where i was when i was 19 to i'm now almost 29 yeah. like i myself have changed immensely and so has alex like we are mm -hmm. completely different people than who we were when we started dating but we did that together mm-hmm yeah. Why do you think it's a, uh, do you think that's like one of the things that people just uh, forget when it comes to like, why I see so many breakups, why I see so many divorces is because people do get lazy. People get complacent or they just stop trying for one another. I think that's part of it. And I think as people change, because that's inevitable, sometimes that those new people just aren't meant to be together. Mm. There's either new passions or new desires or somebody, I mean, especially you know, I'm at that age where everyone's like, well, are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids? What are you going to do? It's, you know, maybe five years ago I wanted kids and now I don't or vice versa. And like things change yeah. and sometimes it just doesn't work for yeah. you to stay together. Because I, I know, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of women and uh, most of my girlfriends have, it's weird saying that because it makes it seem like I have like girlfriends, like, you know what I mean? But like, you know what I mean? I Girls know, yeah. as friends. Yeah. Um, they're all married. They all have children. Uh, a big majority of them do. Um, and they were like, they got, they had kids much younger than like, I would say like right after high school, pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and I see a lot of women like that. They just crave that baby fever and you are approaching 29. Um, I know that there's this time frame when it comes to women having children. Uh, I think it's like what your mid thirties or early thirties or something like that. Um, so you, <laughs> you still don't have any, uh, pursuit to have children um it's not a priority for me yeah i'm not gonna say that 
I'm not or my mind's never going to change I mean if it does hopefully it happens soon because like you said biological clock but um (laughs) it's no it's not something I've ever really desired I've never had that like maternal instinct um I mean, Alex and I have had many conversations. I mean, he was even on this show, and I think if either one of us were to change our mind, it would be, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be Alex. But yeah. I mean, we've had that conversation, and we both know that if that time comes for either of us, we need to come to that together. And we've also not outruled alternatives. Like yeah. a big part of it to me is I, I don't totally have the maternal instinct, and don't know how I feel about being pregnant and actually giving birth. Because that's frankly terrifying. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> so, I mean, we've also talked about, like, if that time come and we really wanted it, adoption or, mm-hmm. like, anything like that. So, it's not a no, but it's definitely not something that's we're planning in yeah. our immediate future. I mean, we're not even married, so yeah. nothing have to be married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any uh, things that you would pass on to me when it comes to, like, relationships or love or anything in general? Jeez. Oh, um... <laughs> I don't know that's so hard I think I think trying is more than anything like if if there's if if being married and having a relationship is something that you really want like you can't expect to it to just come to you Mm. um so it's whether it is the dating apps or going out and meeting people like going to social activities or something like I think it's it's an active thing that you need to do and if you find somebody that's in your life it's always going to be like an active journey in your life yeah and making that person feel special and making that person feel a part of your life and yeah. loved yeah my uh one of my mentors always told me to be very uh, highly selective of my partner that i choose <laughs> to be with for the rest of my life um true but not to the point where it's judgmental no agreed agreed but i've i've seen a lot of tendencies to the point where it's because uh, i have like even um say family members that going back to like financial literacy they don't appreciate like they don't understand like the value of what it takes like to earn that money and the fact that you can just spend it lavishly with no discipline is is a big liability especially when it comes to marriage Mm -hmm. so there's just tendencies like that where um like i posted this article today on my on my instagram um that this football player was making like a million uh, a year and his uh, wife wanted uh, like all of his fortune and they were divorcing and then I'm big on prenups um, but they went to the court right and then the court found out he had nothing you know why because no. everything was everything 80% of it was going to his mother hmm. there was a separate account so while hmm. that while that woman wanted everything from him he's like you can't it's my mom's that's fucking wild so it's that's just an hard. example to be very highly selective the partner that you choose because yeah. there are people who are assets and there are people who are liabilities to your life mm-hmm. so when i see like you and alex i feel like even in the fitness realm like that's the one thing that like makes me respect somebody so much is like when they keep their health intact and they maintain their health and that's a big thing especially when it comes to relationships because i see people now they go to the gym when they're single mm. you know like Oh man, I'm back at it, bro. Me and my girl, we split. So it's like, I'm back in a kill. I'm going to kill and get these gains. I'm like, dude, you should be making the best of yourself during the relationship. And the fact that you're not, is kind of weird. So even with, did that, does that gravitate you towards him as well? Just that, the fact that he maintains his fitness. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a fucking dime piece. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to you. Fuck. 
I don't know how I pulled it, but um, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, obviously, when you start a relationship, it's physical attraction in the first place. Yeah, right. It's not like you. I mean, I guess there's shows now where like you hear people's voices, and I don't know. I don't watch reality TV, but I don't think people would listen to my voice. I'm like, man, who is that? Uh, <laughs> next, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Uh, but <laughs> absolutely. I mean, he's gorgeous, and that's definitely benefit. Yeah. I mean, I probably tell him all the time. He's adorable every day. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah. So, yes. Now, if there was a situation when he stopped trying, I don't know what would happen. Honestly, I couldn't tell you because I think him keeping his appearance is more important to him Mm. than it is for me yeah like he's not doing it for me he's doing it for himself Mm -hmm. because he feels better when he looks in the mirror he has more confidence he feels better internally with his diet and i think it's also a huge confidence builder for him too i mean i i think he alluded to when he was on this podcast also that like he was smaller in high school um, I mean, both of his parents are super skinny. Like, he's just smaller, didn't have a lot of muscle, and he, like, was under the wing of one of his best friends that played um, football and started going to the gym and working out, and I just, I don't think he ever turned back. I think he really mm. enjoyed that feeling of being strong and being, it's also like, a, it does wonders for your mind and your yeah. resilience, um, and I think he felt that, and I certainly know that's what I feel. I mean, I didn't start working out in the gym until probably 20 years old no 2018 oh, okay. so like two years after i graduated from college because like i said i had played soccer for 15 years like, I your was whole super, life. Yeah. yeah um and it wasn't really through college was focusing on that i worked a lot um and i don't think i really saw like my metabolism didn't really catch up to me until probably like a year or two after i graduated college and that's mm. when I started to gain weight was not like super confident and mm. and i think that's also like probably didn't really know what to do but also got a little lazy in the relationship um and then alex helped me with like fitness and everything and again like haven't looked back especially with like stress and anxiety like it does wonders for your brain and to be able to like i feel like it's like at the end of the day yeah it's literally to me it's like the real antidepressant oh yeah and i know there was like that big there was like a big study about that too like where people who could just go do a gym session you know and yeah. like go with a plan too. like do it with a programming set a detailed plan to the point where it's like you know what you're doing yeah you don't want to just go in there and guess well that i mean even being experienced like i'm sure like if you go in the gym you don't know what you're gonna do like that's deterring from mm-hmm. even doing your workout you're like oh, it's more that i gotta think about what to do and what reps and what exercises and how many sets and yeah that in enough is for people that don't know how to work out or don't know what to do i can totally understand why they wouldn't want to yeah or why people go in there and just do cardio or something yeah and you just told me that you just got back out of the gym i think with michelle as well oh okay i thought you you got out from it right now oh no i was like you're coming in here sweaty awesome okay sorry no no but how how important is that to even like have like because you did say you went to the gym with michelle Mm -hmm. like having even training partners like it's it's almost like you already keep yourself accountable which is great but it's even having say another person by your side to keep you accountable as well yeah i enjoy it sometimes um i do really enjoy going to the gym by myself again kind of being able to like listen to music 
get all of that out kind of think through stuff um but then on occasion also like Alex and I will do a workout together and I love working out with Alex because he you know will show me new exercises or will push me a little bit more and it's also just fun yeah um and same with Michelle Michelle kind of stepped into like the coaching role a little bit um we started working out probably a year ago together so Mm -hmm. it's and Michelle's one of my best friends so that's also just a lot of fun to have so I like both yeah, I think it's a good balance of sometimes I just want to be my myself and yeah, do that. And right. Sometimes it's <laughs> it's fun to be social, especially at the end of the day. When you're like, I don't want to go to the gym. So when you have that partner, you're like, all right, I got to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm honestly training uh, by myself the majority of the time. Yeah, really. Like if if I'm ever training with people, it's uh, when I go visit my family, and um, you know, my family has a gym of their own as well. Mm-hmm. So we're all just kind of like training together. Yeah. Like even my little niece, she's picking up his little baby kettlebells. <laughs> So it's nice, you know what I mean? It's just kind of doing it with, but it's like, it's hard even for me to even go to a public space because, you know, some machines are maybe taken and I don't like that. I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm, I am a, I'm a grown adult. I have shit to do. So it's like, I have I places to be. Line. Yeah, exactly. I was like, and that's, and that's the thing when it even came with clients, like clients want to be there for like two to three hours. Yeah. It's like, dude, like you're, you're an adult. You're, you're married. You have kids. Like you have responsibilities. It's like, yeah. you don't need to be in the gym for that long of a time. How yeah. long do you train normally? It's usually about like an hour, an hour, yeah. 15. Yeah. yeah. Is that, I mean, do you think you'll, I mean, I've always asked myself this question. I was like, I don't think I'll ever allow myself to just stop. Have you ever pictured yourself being like that? Like <laughs> letting yourself go nearly? Um, now that I've started working out, no. Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, going back to like the mental aspect of it, I think if I stopped working out, I would probably be a lot angrier angrier <laughs> do you do you think that's where uh, a lot of people's anxiety and depression come from oh yeah is not the priority of their health yeah i mean i think i mean it's not like i do a lot of research on this or anything but i mean you can even by working out and going in the gym once you can see like the chemicals and like what it does to your brain and how it makes you feel and the sweating and getting that out and i mean it's either that or sitting at home or even that or eating like a bunch of sweets it's does totally I mean I know like when I do splurge and like eat something sweet and has a lot of sugar like I feel like absolute crap afterwards just like this wine <laughs> shout out to Stella Rose <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean like and I also I have ulcerative colitis so I also already have like digestive issues so eating that stuff and like not working out I can already like even one day or two days of doing that like in my stomach is just an absolute mess really <laughs> so, yeah yeah, I don't really react well to dairy. Like mm. if I if I consume dairy, uh, I start to break out. Like mm. I have clear skin. Like pff, I'm good. You know what I mean? I have fresh, beautiful skin on my face. Yes, you do. And if I have like say ice cream or milk, mm. oh, it's game over. Dude. I'll literally, I'll literally wake. I mean, it's not like acne, but it's like oh, I have a pimple right here. Yeah. And I don't like that. What about? Do you drink oat milk or something like alternatives? Or you I would just say stay almond like, milk, maybe. Uh. But it's like I haven't even had that in, for a minute. But I think just anything what with do you dairy. Put on your protein? That's the thing. Whey is milk. So I'm kind of... But you just put it in water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did that so fast. Usually people go, oh, but you went... <laughs> I just... Oh, just. I, I consume know. my protein via via food, mainly. Well, The yes. protein shake is for emergencies. When I'm like, oh my God, where's my protein? Oh, so you don't do it daily. Oh, I do it daily. Okay, but yeah. it's, it's like uh, my... That's just, I would say the... 
the last resort when it comes to like consuming protein. Yeah. Like I like to consume my protein via food, and like mainly. You also do it and could probably eat a lot more though. Absolutely. Yeah. I eat a lot. Like it's like Alex. He can eat like a chicken and a piece of salmon and another chicken. I'm like, where are you putting it all? Yeah. I can eat like one piece of salmon and I'm done. <laughs> do you have a small appetite? Um. That kind of helps though with all the you know maintaining. <laughs> yeah, it depends. I mean, I surprisingly can eat. <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> um, but like on a day to day, just having dinner, I'm like, I can have a piece of salmon and some like vegetables and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> without feeling horrible afterwards. <laughs> but I'm like, if something's real delicious and there's a big plate, I will eat that. What do you splurge on? <laughs> like non healthy foods or just like in general? I mean, <laughs> I have like a weird thing with like food. It's like, I, I don't like to look at food as poison. Mm. Even though some food does cause damage, especially when it's like overconsumed, um, it's tough. I mean, if I have a pop tart, hey, I'm gonna crash and I'm gonna get a fucking headache. I'm gonna feel like garbage, and that's the last thing I want. Yeah. Um. So, is the food tasty? Yes, but is it obviously giving me great benefit? No. Yeah. You know, I feel like, and that's the thing. Like, I, I eat for fuel. I don't eat because I'm like. And that's the thing. Like, I'm so basic. Like, I can eat the same stuff every day and be fine. It's weird. I've gotten to that point, but it's all about, like, the season for me. Yeah. Agreed. Like, we've started. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> you, you did this. Because <sighs> it's so good. Do you like salmon? Who doesn't? Okay. Oh, people who obviously don't do seafood. The Anyways. Frozen fillets from Costco. Phenomenal. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we're whispering. <laughs> I have some defrosting in the fridge at this moment, and I can't wait to eat them. No, they're absolutely oh, delicious. Geez. And, like, if they're seasoned, we defrost, they're seasoned well. Yeah. So we literally eat that every single night. <laughs> it's so good. But, like, if you gave me a plain piece of salmon or a plain piece of chicken, like, you, I would have to force feed that to myself really? if it's not seasoned. Yeah. It's, I mean. So it's all about the... Yeah, why, why do you think people, um, you know, a lot of people like carry this crazy momentum when it comes to like going into the gym or starting my diet or I'm going to start to lose weight. Why do you think people stop their momentum? They get bored. Yeah. I think so. I mean, even for me, like there's been lulls in my workouts because I get super bored or I'm like no longer challenging myself or something happens there. Um, so it's about mixing it up like going with a partner or trying a different workout routine or I mean even recently like been probably doing twice as much weight as I usually do because I'm like okay I was getting really stagnant and lazy and mm. I need to challenge myself yeah um so I think some people do really good with like repetitive stuff and yeah. their rituals yeah but I get bored <laughs> <laughs> so I mean like I have you know friends that will like get up and have a cup of coffee and have egg and do this and like i'm like i i don't know usually i'm like racing in the morning to get ready because yeah. <laughs> i can't get up at the same time <laughs> alex has totally made me like a night bird i used to not be i would go to bed at like 10 o'clock every night but oh, he God. that's like 1 a well that's like 1 a.m to me i know you go to bed at like 6 don't you yes you know what you checking your yeah. time <laughs> Well, today's Friday. Oh, usually weekends is so like where seven. I stay up. Depends if I'm going to do stuff, but I'm not doing anything today. So I'm most likely going to go to bed. I would say seven or eight, the latest. Rebel. <laughs> mm. 
Are we gonna finish this? Do you think? Would you like the rest of the bomb? Are you gonna? I mean, you have a lot more. Mm, I think we should do half of that, like both of us. Like you could take half, and then I could take another half. That's all you, boo. Okay. Oh, why's a little? Um. Anyways, when I also when I had uh, Alex on, again, shout out to Alex. Boy, Alex. I love how you even said that on the uh, message to boy Alex on your on the story because you're like oh and da- Daniel also had boy Alex on his podcast because people get confused really it's my favorite game dude honestly were you, you confused when we when I first told you I was dating Alex yeah. yeah no no I was also yeah that too and then it was funny when I was interviewing him saying your name yeah I'm just like that's why I say Mrs Evans. I don't say Mr. Swan. I just call him Alex. But you, I say Mrs. Evans. But you knew me first. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was actually really funny when I met him because it was like we've known each other our whole lives, Two which seconds. is fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude. He literally came to the door, which is like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, when he was on here, he also um, he talked a lot about like say financial literacy. He brought up the like the importance of it. Do you guys share that same philosophy? 100%. I think we have different stories behind it, maybe. Um, and I think he's much better about doing research and staying like up to date. I think I think us together make a good package. Um, but yes. When did you start? When did you start really taking it seriously? Because a lot of people take it seriously very late in their life. Um. I mean, whether or not I had the resources to invest very early, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I think a lot of why I thought it was important and wanted to do the most I could to save and be secure in my retirement is because my parents are not in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think I grew up where I never under, I don't think I really comprehended the importance of money. Um, I mean, because, you know, you're young and you're very naive and your parents do everything you can to make it feel like you have everything you need. And, like, obviously, I knew we weren't going to Disneyland every single weekend. I mean, we rarely went on vacation. We would go to, like, Yosemite, Um, which to me, I'm like, that's awesome. I want to go to Yosemite and do hikes. So I don't really think I understood until I was older how limited my parents really were. Mm. And I think that terrified me that knowing that, like, my parents are either going to work the rest of their life or there's if something were to happen, like there was no savings. And so that really, really scared me um, and wanted to be in a situation where I could help them and also help myself in the long run and not have to work until I was 80 and mm. be able to travel if I wanted to travel and see things and do things. Um, yeah. So, but it was not easy. I mean, I went to college and still have student loans and worked like three jobs in college. And I was also, um, reminds me of this story that I, I don't think I really ever like took seriously or didn't really think much of but I guess I told him and he still to this day remembers it that like in college like Wells Fargo closed my savings account because it was inactive for so long like there's literally no money in my yeah. savings account <laughs> um, and I laugh about that now it's not funny <laughs> um, so I think that was like also like a huge wake up so now and I'm in a great situation to save and like have a lot of opportunities to do that so I mean I I'm not like penny pinching like I buy things that I want to buy and we go on vacations that we want to buy but I do but we're also very set up for our future and we have future goals and we know what we want to do and how to get there and 
kind of like what those next steps are. So being financially secure in the future is like very important to me. Yeah, why don't these people prioritize that? Like why? Like they they the the term that I hear a lot is Daniel, money doesn't matter. One hundred percent matters, and not in a not in like an egotistical way, but I mean to do anything in life to be safe to be secure it costs money yeah and i think if you you know want to be one of those people that you know travels the world for their life like living in a car you still need money to do that you still need money for gas you still need money for food like that that's still the reality of it um and i think there's different levels of how many people want how much money and what they're willing to do for it but I don't think for me, it's not being about like the richest person in the world and, yeah. and having a million dollars by the time I'm 30. It's mm-hmm. that when I want to retire, I can. Or if I want to go on vacation, I can. And mm-hmm. it's not going to make me compromise in another area. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, very smart. And you're also like not thinking where it's like, oh, I'm striving to be able to take care of, you know, my generation, this next generation of like, say my family, my family's tribe or anything like that. Like some people have that mindset and some people don't. Um, like me, for me, I feel like it's one of my duties to do that with my family to like retire my mother, uh, take care of my family when needed. Uh, that is like a big priority of me. And I, somebody told me, is like, is that a lot of pressure? And I was like, not really. I feel like my whole life was like a lot of pressure and I've always handled it very accordingly, I would say. So that's kind of why, like, say, Alex is, you know, very heavy on research and, you know, so is I, so am I. And I feel like that is necessary for me to be able to keep up with everything. That way it's where I know where my money is going and I know where it's going to go. Um, but it's just like anything itself. It's great things take time, yes. you know, but just like with your fitness takes time you know people think like oh i'm gonna go to the gym and i'm gonna get abs the next day that's not the case <laughs> people think like oh i'm gonna invest ten thousand in the market and then thinking it's gonna go to two million it's not the case yeah like literally shit takes time but well nothing's predictable i mean no. you can invest in something and the next day it crashes oh. or i mean even the gym you can go to the gym and injure yourself or yeah. there's i mean there's no guarantees in life yeah um, uh off air we were kind of talking about um extrovert and introvert a little bit <laughs> and you were kind of saying that you are introvert. I think I'm a situational type person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good explanation. I, I think by heart, I'm a little bit more introverted. I mean, if you were to offer me like a night out in a club or like a spa day. Like, oh, anybody's going to take a spa day, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess like a night out in a club or like. Read a book by the porch. Yeah, or even, like, have a dinner with just one good friend. Like, I'm going to take the one good friend any day because I'm not, like, a crowded person. But I think also if it was something private, like, like at home with ten of your closest friends, like, yeah. then I'm a little bit crazy. So, But it's situational. Like, you know, if you're around family and friends that you really love um, and people that you're comfortable with, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a lot more yeah. energy. <laughs> So, you know how I was kind of saying, uh, be highly selective of the partner you choose. Are you very highly selective of the people that you surround yourself with? Um, I wouldn't say I'm highly selective because it's not necessarily like I'm picking and choosing the people that I want to be friends with. Mm. I just think naturally there's very few people that I click with. Mm. 
um, which is different for every person. Yeah. And f- from my experience, it's very odd, but I feel like the men in my life in general are have like 10 friends and it's like brotherhood that they've had since <laughs> elementary school. Like Alex has an insane amount of friends, <laughs> um, oh. which I love it and it's amazing. And he, I mean, he has like that whole heart and culture and everything about him too. Yeah. have I mean it's insane like the people that come up to you in the gym and end up like <laughs> divulging their entire life story I'm like you met this person two seconds ago <laughs> what is going on <laughs> well I um, mean I feel like a lot of people like have that presence to the point where it's like you can open up yeah like it's like almost like I trust you <laughs> um <laughs> but I've kind of had it's been really weird like in every phase of my life I've always had like one good friend mm-hmm and I don't know, maybe that speaks to kind of like the more introvert, but I don't think I have the energy, the capacity to like have those strong relationships with multiple people because I'm, I'm not a texter. Like I don't, I don't text. Uh, I don't, I I'm just texting. not like if you're right in front of me, I will give you my all, but I'm horrible at texting. Mm-hmm. Half the times I forget to respond and like two hours goes by. Um, <laughs> it's horrible. Yes. So in like every phase of my life, I've kind of had like one really good main friend and that's changed over time. Um, but I forget now what the original question was. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did too. <laughs> it's the alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. Um, also this, like I, uh, I grew up, uh, cause I went to high school and like we, I was in very small high school. Like the, I think the whole school was like 500 students, okay. very small. So everybody knew everybody. So my group, I mean, I still hang out with the same people I did since fourth grade. Like literally, and like we all grew up together, and it's like the same girls I grew up, the same guys I grew mm-hmm. up with. It, we're like we still stayed, like together. So even if I like, you know how you're like, oh, you can't have like say it's hard for you to have like multiple people, but it's like we all know each other because we grew up with each other. So it's like it's not hard for me to give this kind of energy to them because they know me, and like I don't have to be like, oh, guys, like this is what I'm doing, this is my life. Like <laughs> it's like they know me already. I don't have to do that. It's more just catching up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like guys, let's all come, let's all go out, let's all hang out, so on and so forth. So, but I could see that aspect where I, it is different for me when it comes to like meeting new people, like hanging out with new people. Like, yeah, I would say, wait, what? You ditched us this sports page the other week. Dude, I know. I got like what? So many calls. Dude, I literally told, what's it called? Mariana called me and she was like, oh, I was, because I heard your voice in the background and I was like, tell Alex to get ready for the podcast. And you're like, I'm not coming on the podcast. <laughs> You are. Yeah. So are you a liar? <laughs> are you a liar? Because you said you were going to come. No, no, no. Actually, I didn't. I said I had plans, but if the plans get canceled, then I will go. Because I didn't know I was going to have plans. Um, and then plans came up. So, yeah, it was a job that I had to do for somebody's content. So it was a job for me. Can't really say no to income. So it's like, you know, why I'm not? not? Mad about it. <laughs> well, you were. <laughs> I was giving you a hard time. Anyways, um, something that you also wanted to bring up is uh, your network. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I don't know how to naturally talk about that, but yeah. I. Well, it's almost like your your friends, almost nearly. Yes and no. Elaborate. <laughs> um, I think for me, like the network and I, I think for me that meant more of a professional network and, and mm. talking about your career and, and the things that you want to do in life 
holding on to like a network and building your network is the most important thing that you can do. Um, every single job I've had thus far is because of connections and because of network and obviously working hard. But you know, when you when you have a job and you could be the best applicant, there's also a thousand other applicants that are probably just as good. Yeah. Um, so sometimes having those connections and knowing what you want to do and speaking what you want to do, no matter like who you talk to, like this is my goal, this is where I would like to be. And there's no shame in like letting people know what you want to accomplish because for all you know, Daniel knows somebody that knows somebody that like could help me get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's always what I've been super strong about. Even with Alex, I think for, like he went to school to be a sports broadcaster. And if you listen to episode 55 with Alex Swan, you will know. His voice is absolutely fantastic. He's got a great voice for broadcasting. He's so knowledgeable. He has so much research. Um, So even like that, I think he went, he worked for NBC Sports right after college. And I think he was nervous to really speak about his passion of being Mm. a sports broadcaster, which in that atmosphere would have been the best because he was working for that. Um, But I think he was afraid that people would not take him seriously or think he was only there to be a broadcaster and not do his job as well. which I mean, all of those reasons are totally valid. But I also think in that atmosphere, like there's no harm in in a considerate way of letting people know what you want to do, mm-hmm. because more likely than not, somebody's gonna want to help you. Yeah. Why do you think people are so like? I mean, it's, it goes back to the introvert and extrovert thing. You know what I mean? Because like I do believe that like your network is like oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the people who you collab with. I'm, I would say I'm very strategic in that aspect too because um, there is somebody who that I know and they wanted to be associated to what I was doing with all this. Mm-hmm. They kind of wanted to collab, do something, yeah. but I have like a rule that I kind of live by where it's like I don't work with I don't work with anybody who's late. Mm. So, okay. and there was like a situation where like the individual was late, mm. so that was like a telltale sign where I was like, dude, yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. I would just say I'm just picky, not, yeah. not picky, but just, again, it goes, it goes back. Like, you know, you're trusting somebody to like give them a certain job to do. Yeah. And if they don't do it, if they can't, if you can't trust them and then especially them like trying to like show up the first day you guys have like say a meeting and then they're late. Yeah. Big telltale sign for me. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, I think it speaks to <clears throat> if they take themselves seriously and also the respect that yeah. they have for like the situation that they're in but I don't know I mean building those relationships is huge and it's funny that you brought up introvert <laughs> again because <laughs> I think that's a weird place and also more recently that like I am more extroverted at work and maybe that's where like that walk came from or whatever yeah. but it's it's different I think like professional me and like personal me is very different <laughs> But I mean, even like I go to networking situations um, and it's totally different. And I think I've gotten more confident with it, like the more that I've gone to. But even, I mean, I went to one two weeks ago and didn't know anyone there. There was probably like 30 people and it's just like going up to talking to people is nerve wracking and it's weird. But this lovely woman like knew somebody who knew some. I'm going to Universal Studios and next week after this. Hey. I mean, and th- this is like more like a personal aspect of it, but, and, but she was amazing and a contact that I wanted anyway for professional reasons. Mm. Um, 
and I think she also like wanted me as a networking tool for professional reasons but like in that she's like oh I know somebody at Universal like I'll get them to send you some like Nintendo bands (laughs) (laughs) so it's stuff like that it's like building those connections and like following afterwards and saying oh it was so great to meet you and like really keeping those and checking in and LinkedIn is such a I mean of all the social media tools LinkedIn is probably the one that I think is the most beneficial is that the one you're on most of the time um no probably still Instagram sadly yeah because we're all in the board mess but um but I don't know what do you think about this time and age about social media do you think it's uh it's depressing yeah (laughs) I mean I even catch myself being on there like people just judge themselves and like oh wow like that girl's squatting like twice as much as I am like it's it's negative and I think a lot of people try to frame it in a really positive light which is great it's great to do that but it's it is still a lot about like self-reflection and self-judging and I I don't know I mean I say that as I like scroll through Instagram yeah it's hard I mean I catch myself sometimes I'm like okay I need to I need to put this away yeah (laughs) I always get I would say like um inspired uh I feel like my feet because I know like people's algorithm it's like you could always they say that you could always tell like what a person looks at by checking out their algorithm like their feed so and so forth um but like i have always even like when i was younger i've always was inspired by others um every time i saw somebody who was like simply like say better than me even like i mean fighting when i was a fighter everybody in the gym was better than me Hmm. and it was so great being near them because it was it forced me to get better getting my ass kicked every single day it was like every single week i noticed an improvement so I've always actually even to this day I'm literally surrounded by people who are just better than me in all aspects literally and that allows me to just grow and be challenged yeah and I like that like I'm not like a great mentor of mine like he is fucking multiple steps ahead of the game like literally and do I believe that I will surpass him yes because he put put that belief on me that I can um but I've always been inspired by other people's success, I would say. And I think I tweeted that the other day. I said, uh, I've always been inspired by other people. I've never understood the hating shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I think that's odd that you put it like that, too. Because I think for me, it it goes into like how it's presented. Which yeah. is totally true. Like There's certain things. I don't know why, for me, I think social media in general has doesn't have that effect on me but like if you go and read life stories or read like news articles or read stuff on linkedin like that stuff is and i don't know maybe it's the setting maybe that's a personal thing i need to work on that it's like what what platform i'm reading it on if it becomes inspiring or well i I mean because like i feel like my feed there are people who are simply doing like like you said lifting like (laughs) i know a lot of girls who are lifting way more than i am yeah but i'm not looking at that like oh my god like i can't post my prs because that's embarrassing like no like there's levels and i'm come i completely understand that goals too yeah like come on like you know, they're like, that's, that's a cheesy ass quote out there where it's like, oh, don't compare your uh, chapter one to somebody's chapter 12. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it just go, it goes back to that where it's just, I, I don't know. Like I've never compared or like say, com- not even, com- I don't even want to say competed because I feel like my whole life was like, I was competing, but it was always just to get better. That was it. It was never to like, oh, this mother, like the guy I had on before you, he would beat my ass in the gym. He was my former teammate and he would beat my ass. 
And I loved him for that. <laughs> and I literally told him at the end of the podcast, I was like, bro, like you gave me so much and you don't even know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people who are better than you, dude, they it's like they force you to get better. It's crazy. And I love that shit. And that's like, even you, I would consider you so much better than me. <laughs> and like, it could be, you're, you're probably like confused on like what aspect on many aspects. You know what I mean? But it's just, I like being next to high level individuals. You may not consider yourself that way, but I do. I mean, I think it's, thank you. <laughs> but Jesus. I... I think you're also putting yourself in the mindset of like telling yourself that everybody's better in some aspects. So you have, you have like a very competitive approach to it. Explain. <laughs> because it's, it seems like you're pinpointing, which is great. There's not, absolutely nothing wrong with this. Yes. Um, pinpointing identities and aspects of certain people in which they're better than you at. And then trying to target those in all of them. I, I pick the brains of them. So if I notice when like, say, um, let me see, it's an example. Uh, do you know what grappling is? Like jujitsu? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if somebody, uh, knows a specific move that I just don't simply understand, I would ask that individual, like, Hey, can you pull me aside? Can we drill this? You know what I mean? Real quick. Like mm -hmm. it's like picking the brains off somebody. So if somebody knows more about money or real estate or investing, I'm going to pick the brains off them. Yeah. So. I'm not saying an aspect like, oh my God, they're better than me. I'm just like this small little guy. It's not like that. It's just like, oh my God, they're at a, they're at level 52 yeah. and I'm at level nine. You're using their knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. So when I say it like that, it's more just like how I see they're better at, they're better than me in a different aspect. And I just love to pick their brains. That's all it is. It's not like, oh my God, this guy's so but that's why I'm saying it's not negative. It's a great thing because yeah. you're finding, you're identifying the things in people that they are better than you at yeah. and focusing and not saying like, oh crap, well, yeah. that's that. You're, Which is huge. Yeah. It takes a big person to <laughs> I feel like, be competitive yeah. about it. <laughs> I feel like every single uh, one of our like, um, you know, altercations that we've had together, uh, it was very goofy, but like even getting stretching randomly. All the yeah. Time. Hey, <laughs> leave me alone. There, you're in like, what's black widow's sister's name. No, black oh, Widow. I didn't watch black that Widow's movie. No, you guys gave me crap for that. Cause I didn't watch that movie. I know. I meant to make a gif of you. <gasps> you were doing the black. Widow oh movie. yeah. That's where you took a freaking picture of me. How dare you? It was, but, but, or but, you're like behind a corner. Okay. Anyway, but even when I learned, but even like how I said, like how, you know, like you are very articulate. And I've noticed that even like when I, when we were like associated with each other, when we were conversate, but this, it's a different aspect where I get to know you, you know, cause it's out of work. Hmm. You know what I mean? So that's a skill that I am. Cause I have a podcast, but doesn't mean I'm the most articulate guy. I say, I'm a lot. I say like a lot. I say, you know, just I'm grammar is not that great. You know what Your I mean? Grammar's great. You'd, You'd be surprised. Go oh, when you're editing the podcast, you'd be like, Oh man, this guy's fucking up. <laughs> But it's a social podcast. I don't think you need, you're not the, have your notes. You're not a crime podcast where you need to be accurate. Oh man, I just imagine if I was. I would not do I good don't think at you that. You could. Ooh. How dare you? You could. <laughs> That's my next heard, episode. Watch. Have you heard Rotten Mango? It sounds familiar. It's a crime podcast, but it's kind of like this. She's just like talking, like she talks about crimes, but then it's like making jokes half the time. It's hilarious. It's with hilarious. another person or just solo? It's with her husband. <laughs> oh. Uh, See, if you do something uh, like that, you're just like laughing. Mm. I have an idea. So actually, last time I had Alex on here, um, I told him to because I know he did Brock, 
broadcasting, obviously. It's a very high level skill to have. He's got creativity skills. Uh, you know, what if you guys did something together? Would, could you guys? Like, like a, honestly, like a couple's talk show. That'd be cool. Yeah. I would listen to that. Of course. Why not? What'd you guys talk about? What would we talk about? Hmm. We're funny. There you go. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's really just us. Like, I think we just crack each other up. But if anyone was watching us, like, <laughs> I feel like that's every couple though honestly you know what I mean like every couple has like their own weirdness to them and they're like oh that's kind of <laughs> it really doesn't it's gotten into my like oh. other my like professional life because he I used to think it was so weird when we first started dating that he would like make up abbreviations for a lot of things or just like have nicknames for things yeah and I swear at least three times a day I'm like what <laughs> he had no idea what he was referring to yes but now, nine years later, I do it too. Yeah. And then we'll say that stuff at work, and people are like, what? Like, Chipotle, we call poodle or poots. It's why? not why poots. I, why? I don't know. I would not. If, say if I was in a car with you guys in the back seat, and if you're like, oh, we're going to go to poots, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> but exactly. I said it at work. I think it was Michelle that was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the right there with Michelle there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now, like, it's... I, I don't know. We have like a whole nother. We've been together for too long. <laughs> so you guys think, um, and this is like my philosophy of what it comes to like, say dating. Like, I feel like I've, um, I mean, I wouldn't say I was a total fuck boy. You know, I don't really have a crazy number. I really don't. I'm very open to this podcast. I can say what the fuck I want. talk about it. Okay, go ahead. Ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> continue, continue. Your thought. Uh, no, but like, I feel like, um, I feel like I've, like that hookup culture kind of thing where it's like you've done it enough and you realize like, oh, it just doesn't matter. Um, and that's why I can't wait to like be married because I almost test it. Because you, you, you know like when regardless, people get lazy, people get complacent, people get like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? They just fights or whatnot and they want to yeah. act out on it. But I don't know. I just feel like I learned that lesson where a random girl over the love of your life is nothing. No, I mean, I. Every person's different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people that's what they want, but I'd much prefer having somebody that I can have no makeup on, be in a gross t-shirt, and eat salmon and <laughs> every <a> night blanket. <laughs> um, it, yeah. I mean, there's more like there's the being lazy and comfortable without being lazy and comfortable. Like it's a good way to put it. You know, confusing way. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> I mean, yeah, being lazy and comfortable with like your personality and knowing that you don't have to be like on all the time or yeah. be there all the time or look your best all the time, but also in a relationship where you do the dishes without having to ask, you make the bed, you buy each other like Chick Fil A because you know the person had a hard day and you know they want some chicken like. Stuff like that where it's, you know, lazy and comfortable without being lazy and comfortable. Yeah, that's a very... Honestly, I'm probably going to use that now. <laughs> People will say, what? <laughs> I was like, listen to this episode and you'll kind of understand. Mm. I feel like that's this entire episode. <laughs> You're just quiet. <laughs> I don't... Do you think so? I feel like we talked about a lot of good stuff on here. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. How long do you think we've been going for? How dare you check your watch? You <laughs> cheater. <laughs> I don't even know when we started that one. I don't know, 40 minutes? How long do you think we've been talking off air? We did like a... We was like a good 30 minutes. Like 30 minute session, honestly. Yeah. 
Oh, we could have recorded that. That would have been cool. You should have. I honestly thought you were secretly recording that. <gasps> Dude, that would have been messed you up. You should do that, though. It could be like blooper reels. Well, you know what? Actually, funny. I, I mean, actually, go over there, like, pretend to turn the camera on. I actually don't do intros. Like, I literally just press record. Like, while, while I notice, like, the guest is just simply talking, I'm literally like this. <laughs> and I'm there. Like, I'm literally just go. You know what you I mean? Should. I always do that. I've been what doing do? that. Not with you, though. Because, hey, it's different. Like, you were nervous. Mm. So I wanted to, like, kind of, like, you know. But, hey. Buzz me up a little bit. <laughs> was it hard? It's terrifying. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Look at her. She's now calling. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible intervention. You served me wine. <laughs> Dude. It's the worst kind of wine, too. It was delicious. It's honestly, it was not that bad. Wait, is it over? You don't remember pouring the rest of it? Oh, I remember I put half, and then I thought, I didn't think you put the rest in it. You did. No, I put half of it. No, you put the rest in mine. Good. I think you need to have an intervention. <gasps> do you think I do? What do you think it would be about? Not, I mean, not alcohol, because I really you drink. You told me before the show that when you drink, you have like 20 shots. No, <laughs> it was that. On your birthday. Yes, on my birthday. That was the only time. But usually, it's always like five to eight, I would say. Yeah, but it's not like all the time. <laughs> if I was doing that, say, every night or every weekend, that would be a problem. Yeah, your body would not like it very much. <laughs> no, I am not an alcoholic. How dare you guess That's that? That's what they all say. You know what? That's true. <laughs> hey, hey, it takes one to know one, right? Hey. Anyways, well, uh, Mrs. Evans, we actually hit an hour. Oh my just so God. you didn't, just so you didn't tell. So, um, beautiful conversation, by the way. <laughs> just saying, you did great for your very first podcast. Just letting you know. But my very, very last question to you: Out of all the years that you've been alive, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? <laughs> That's a question you have to prepare for. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read my quote now. Oh. I don't know what else to say. Do it. It's a quote. It's from Carrie Washington. I saw it on Instagram. Um, but it was very fitting. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have never really had a relationship. This is like backdoor. I've never really had a relationship with God or faith. Didn't grow up that way. My parents weren't religious. Um, until probably like four years ago, Alex and I started having like a more open conversation with it. And it's definitely something I still struggle with. But I think this was very fitting, and I sent it to Alex, and we were, like, both kind of having a hard week. Why are you smiling? Aww. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she said, you can't pray to catch the bus and then stroll down the street. You have, you've got to pray to catch the bus and run as fast as you can. Because then if you miss the bus, it's not your bus. If, and then if you, if you don't run <laughs> – oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't read. If you don't run, that could have been your bus. And if you don't pray, that could have been your bus. Damn. If that made sense, because I sputtered <laughs> there in the middle. But basically, you have to do both, and yeah. you can't do one or the other, because if it's not meant to be, and I think that goes back in any, like, fitness, and finance, and mm. finding the love of your life. You yeah. can't pray for it, and stroll, and you can't run for it, and not pray. You have to do both. Beautiful. Are there any closing statements <laughs> for the podcast? That was it. That was Mostly. it? Any shout outs or anything like shout out to hubby, Mr. Swan. Future hubby. He's so adorable. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's going to be wild. Are you going to cry like a baby? I hope not. Why? I, I hate crying. I would be oh. sad if my wife didn't. I mean, my fiance didn't cry. 
She'd be like, oh my God, yes. I'm like, are you? I probably will, but I absolutely hate crying. Really? Wow. I don't mind crying. Really? I'm a Pisces. They say uh, Pisces are very emotional. But you enjoy it? I I enjoy it, but I wouldn't mind it. I mean, if I, I mean, I don't remember the last time I cried, but I wouldn't mind crying. Oh, that's not true. I actually cried when my niece said, don't leave. That was so sad. That was terrifying. I was like, oh. Oh God! Right in the feels, dude. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. Shout out to Hubs. Yeah, shout out to Hubs. Shout well, then the next. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Wait, who does he like in the Peggy movies? Peggy Carter. <gasps> oh, that's right. Peggy. Hey, stupid name. <laughs> if my girlfriend was named Peggy, hey, I'd be like, sweetheart, I think we need to go change the name. <laughs> That is when you know it is not real love. Because <laughs> you should accept her name. Pegs. Yeah, it's awesome. Come Sorry, on, I'm not. I'm not doing Auntie. that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Call her Carter. Everyone calls me Evans. I say Mrs. Evans. I like that. Mrs. Evans sounds so professional. Mrs. Swan is legit, dude. Shout out to freaking Alex for having that last name, dude. <laughs> really though. Because I love my last name. So I was like, it has to take a real good last name to make me change it. And Damn. And, and I feel it. like it fits you. That's Cause, crazy. Cause his name is Alex. <laughs> Dude, how is that going to work? Like, it's not, it's not one of those like, ah, does it work with my first name? Like, it, it's already there. It works. Honestly, you guys were supposed to be together. You were supposed to shoot your shot. Shout out to you for doing that, by the way. Hell yeah. I applaud that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Mrs. Evans, thank you for coming on. I'm glad... You were able to come on the podcast because you were freaking terrified. I didn't want to do it. Dude, but you did it. Wow. Like, literally. It's one. It's literally off the checklist. You could literally say, tell your kids. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. For <the> minute. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say in the future or whatever. Like, oh, I did a podcast. And even when, yeah, just. It's, I'm just really glad you were able to come on here, honestly, because I got to see you in a different light, obviously. And honestly, we have never had a dull moment. But I know we always joke around, like yeah. always, but I have so much respect for you. Thank like, you. seriously. Like, like remember how I talked about the walk? <laughs> that's everything. And I know you were like, you joke about it, but to me, that's a lot. Well, I think the story you told me, too, is that it was me, Michelle, and Trisha. Dude! And like, three of us in Charlie's <laughs> Angels! <laughs> I will never forget that. I, don't, I still don't necessarily. That was legit that, though. It was like one step left, <laughs> right, left, right. I was like, oh, these girls are in sync. <laughs> but anyways, are there any closing statements that you would like to give for the podcast before we close? Thank you. You're amazing. Thanks for uh, pressuring me pretty hard. You are the best and I'm glad you came. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Au revoir. Goodbye. <laughs>